Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. If your faith is not fed, you grow weak on the inside. And when you're weak spiritually, Everything seems too hard. Uh, everything seems too daunting. And you're easily discouraged, easily overwhelmed. I mean, everybody knows, you know, that you should be positive. You should be a fighter, you know. But the truth is, if you're so weak, it's very difficult to be positive. It's very difficult to, to think that way. And you, you, you can't just flip a switch and go, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be strong. The strength has to come from somewhere. And uh, the scripture didn't tell us just to be strong in ourselves. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Well, the, one of the big reasons we have faith school is like we just confessed, to, to get fed, not just with human ideas, uh, uh, your opinion, my opinion, but we believe the Bible is the inspired, God-breathed, anointed words of the living God. And like Jesus said, they are spirit, spirit. That means they're more than just ideas on the sound waves. God's word will do things as you, in this class and other services, as you open yourself up to his words and receive them into you, they'll do things beyond what you're even aware they're doing because it's spiritual. They'll work inside you. The Bible said, Hebrews said that uh, the word of God is living. It's alive and it's powerful. Even to the dividing asunder of spirit and soul and joint and marrow. And it's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Now, nothing else can do that. <laughs> but God's word goes right into you, past your mind, into your heart, into where your intents <laughs> come from. That's even, uh, a lot of this would be subconscious for us. And yet, God's word can release in you stability and strength and grace until instead of feeling fractured and broken and so weak, you begin to heal up and begin to strengthen. And instead of wanting to go cover your head and hide and cry, you step to the door and throw it open and go, hey, <laughs> me and God <laughs> today we got this here we go somebody say I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might I can do 
all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm an overcomer in him. Hallelujah. Just saying that. That's his words. That's some of his spirit and life words. Just saying that starts changing you on the inside. And you do this a lot on a regular basis, you become a different person. I mean, people that hadn't seen you in a while, uh, you know, they come and speak to you and you go, wow, I mean, you're, you're just lively, aren't you? You're just <laughs> perked right up, aren't you? What are, what are you taking? <laughs> the Word of God. <laughs> so get your Bible, get something to make a note with, come on into the classroom. Let's release faith today. Father, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. And we release faith to see more out of your wonderful words in Jesus' name. Amen. Look in Mark 8. Let's continue in our study of this 12th individual case of healing, the healing of the blind man at Bethsaida. Verse 22, Jesus comes to Bethsaida. And they bring a blind man to him and besought him to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. That is so graphic. Wouldn't minister to him till he got him completely out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes, now, if you weren't with us on yesterday's broadcast, we got into some of that. Why did Jesus spit on him? Because the Spirit of God prompted him to. Because he saw himself do it in spirit. Jesus said, I, I do nothing of myself. Jesus said, I can of myself do nothing. He said, what I see the Father do, that's what I do. What I hear him say, that's what I say. And so how did he see the Father do it? Well, he said, the Father in me, he does the works. So he would have seen himself do it in spirit. Or he would have seen the Father do it through him. And so he just acted out what he got in the spirit. Now, why would the Lord do that? Well, you don't have to know why. <laughs> and you can't argue with results, right? Read a couple of verses later and the man's healed. He was blind, but he's not blind anymore. Something amazing happened in his eyes or his optic nerve or his eyeball or whatever it was. We're not told. But uh, I'm sure that God could explain it to you. He could write, out, write it out in math for you. <laughs> I don't know if you'd understand it. <laughs> but it wasn't magic. Come on, are y'all with me? It's not fantasy. It's not imaginary. Uh, you know, like one individual said that any uh, sufficiently advanced technology appears to be magic to a less developed uh, group, you know. Uh, some of the machines and things we have now people 300 years ago would just be shocked at, wouldn't they? They'd think, what? How does that work? And yet, it's not magic. If, uh, if you understand what's happening behind the scene, 
it begins to make sense to you. It's only because you don't have any understanding of how it works that it seems so fantastic to you. And so what happened here could be thoroughly explained scientifically if you understood it. And, you know, a lot of people that don't believe in God, uh, that, develop, that operate in some areas of science, they scoff, they mock, they say that's impossible. That's just showing their own ignorance. Because some of the same people will turn around and talk about, um, you know, atomic power and talk about unseen ions and, and talk about all these things. Well, the power of God is real. Just because it's not seen doesn't mean it's not real. There's electricity flowing through these wires in the wall, right, that you don't see, but we all understand it's real. It's powering the camera. It's powering the lights. Well, the power of God is real. And we know that our bodies are made up of elements. You can break it down into the smallest on the atomic level. Well, uh, there are elements in spit. And we know the eye itself is made up of uh, uh, mostly water and some gel and different components. Well, that sounds a lot like spit. Right? And uh, clay. We, we know that, you know, our skin, our bones, that you break it down, there's, there, there's iron there, there's calcium there. That, well, you find all that in the ground. Right? And so um, if we understood well enough, we'd go, well, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's because of our lack of knowledge and lack of understanding that it seems fantastic to us. But like we said yesterday, we just have already made the decision. We're on Jesus' side, right? I mean, what, whatever he does is right with us, right? Good with us. <laughs> and how do you argue with results? Right? So he, uh, he spit uh, on his eyes, and then he put his hands upon him. So this is, uh, he didn't always do this. He didn't do this with every blind person. And again, don't write rule books that if they have this, then this is what you do. No, don't do it. There's only one way to get it right. Pray and listen and be led by the Spirit. There may be cases where the Lord will prompt you to minister a certain way one time. Not do it again ever that way. Or only a handful of times in a lifetime. And so Jesus spit on the man's eyes and then he put his hand on him. Why do that? Because of organic materials, working of miracles that the Holy Spirit is obviously taking the power and energy of God and taking these raw material, organic material, and changing it into something. And so when he puts his hand on him, that anointing that's on him is ministering to his eyes. And so then he takes his hand off of him, I suppose, and he said, uh, asked him if he saw aught. Now that word aught can be translated what he saw, or it's, it's translated many times, it's actually found 500 something times in the New Testament, it's a common word. 
uh, who he saw or anybody that he saw. It could be translated that way. But he asked him and the man says, he looked up and he said, I see. You can shout right there. <laughs> Is that because he, <laughs> a minute before he couldn't see. I see men as trees walking. Now that is distorted vision. And it would lead me, this and other, another phrase here uh, soon leads me to believe that the man was able to see in times past. Elsewise, what would he know what a tree looked like? Right? But he, uh, he said, Jesus has spit on his eyes, put his hand on him, and then he says, tell me what you see. He goes, I see men, they look like trees walking. Well, that's not perfect vision, right? But it's better vision than he's had. And this brings up the revelation of partial healing, incomplete healing. I, I've heard people say unsubstantiated things from the word like, well, now if God does a miracle, it's always perfect and it's forever. Well, that's based on what? What are you basing that on? No, the truth is you can receive a partial healing and you can lose a healing. That's reality. Why would you say that, Brother Keith? God doesn't do things halfway, does he? No, he doesn't. God doesn't do imperfect things. The Bible said every good and every perfect gift comes down from above, from the Father, flights with whom is no change. So what, what do we understand? There's more than one side here. The man is being ministered to, and I believe the Lord is ministering to him perfectly, completely. But there's another side of it. What is it? The receiving side, right? And so the Lord is not controlling the man's receiving. And so what we see is an incomplete reception of perfect ministry. <laughs> but the Lord got it fixed <laughs> right because then he said uh, after that he did what verse 25 were you there after that he did what Jesus put his hands again on his eyes now I've heard people say well you, you should never pray for the same thing twice well, he's not really praying for the same thing twice. Well, if it's faith, then you should just believe you receive it and that's it. And, and, and don't do, try to do anything over. That's not what this is. And if you'll notice, there, there's, not, uh, there's not something said about the man's faith in this. That's not the emphasis. It obviously took some faith for his friends to get him there. They must have believed something would happen or they wouldn't have brought him. And he must have believed something or he wouldn't have come with them. And he wouldn't have let Jesus lead him out of town. Right? 
And he wouldn't have stood there and received spit in his eyes. And he, right? And he wouldn't have just stood there and let him pray for him and minister to him. So, so yeah, but his receiving is obviously imperfect. And so can you see what happened? The, the Lord is ministering tangible healing anointing to him. And he receives some and is improved some. And so what does he need? He needs some more. Is that right? The Lord puts his hands again on him and, and basically saying, come on, receive the rest of it now. Receive the rest of it. And then he, the Bible said that when he put his hands again upon his eyes, he made him look up and was restored and saw every man clearly 2020. Hallelujah. Praise God. So there is this thing of, uh, uh, of ministry. That's one side of it. And then reception. That's another side of it. And uh, Jesus laid hands on this man uh, twice during the same situation. And of course, why did Jesus do any of this? We've already covered this before. Why did he do it? Why, why is he doing things this way? He's led to by the Spirit. He saw himself do it this way. Everything he go, he said, I don't do anything of myself. Did Jesus say this or not? Yes. I don't do anything of myself. I came down from heaven not to do my will, my own will, but the will of him that sent me. I only do what I see the Father do. Of course, he saw him do it through him. He said, the Father in me does the works. So everything he's doing, he's not doing randomly. He's not trying it to see if it's going to work or happen. He's doing it based on a prompting, a revelation, a direction. Class, we, can, we must not ignore the leading of the Spirit in all these things. There are just too many variables. There's just too much we don't know. There's too much going on. The only way to get things right every day, every situation, is to look to Him and go with what He directs you to do for that. Say what He directs you to say for that. In James, if you'd go back and look, look with me at this, we see connected with the uh, working of miracles in James 2, This word work, the Lord includes us oftentimes in miracles, in the operation of the miracle. Remember Moses, we talked about him. The Lord would use that rod that he had and tell him to stretch out that rod and, and throw that rod down. Well, couldn't have God have done it without the rod? <laughs> But why, why include that? And on this occasion, uh, you would think, could God, couldn't God heal the guy's eye without the spit? Or in John 9, without the mud? Well, are you God? <laughs> uh, what, why you got a problem with how he did it? <laughs> right? Why? See, see, some of this, dis, with all this disrespectful questioning and inquisition doesn't come from a good place. It comes from the enemy. Mm -hmm. 
who is trying to slant you, get you out of your heart and into your head and get you disrespectful and questioning, which is really so foolish because how much do you know about creating and recreating body parts? Huh? By the power of God. Precious little. <laughs> right? So how many would just acknowledge, I got a lot to learn about this, right? And if the Spirit of God says, on this occasion, we need some spit. <laughs> on this occasion, we need some dirt and spit. Well, can't argue with results. But notice in, in James 2, when we're talking about working of miracles, in James 2.20, he said, Well, you know, O vain man, that faith without works, and that, that word can be translated action or doing. Faith without doing something is dead. Hear the term working of miracles. Working. There were times when the prophet threw meal into a pot and a miracle happened. Remember, uh, the first miracle in Jesus' ministry was what? Turning of water into wine. But was there any human involvement in that miracle? Well, yeah, there was the filling of the water pots with the water. Did that take some work, some action, some do it? And then the taking it out and putting it in the cup and taking it and serving it to the governor of the feast, working. Everybody say working. working. Of miracles. And see, so he goes on to say, let me read this in another translation. Uh, the God's Word translation says, faith which does nothing is useless. And so, but you might say, well, okay, what do I do? What do I do to release my faith? Refer back to what we've been saying all the time. You got to pray and you got to listen. Be led by the Spirit. And the situation uh, changes all the time. Every day is a new day. And we are completely reliant on Him. Hmm? Didn't the Bible say, in all your ways, acknowledge Him. And He shall Direct your paths. And how many know if he's directing your path, you're going to wind up at the right place at the right time with the right thing. But that began with you looking to him and acknowledging him. Every moment of every day, we should be checking inside where he abides. Okay, Lord, how do we do this? Okay, Lord, what do we Beware of filling in the blanks. Yourself. Beware of assuming. Well, we did it that way, you know, last year. So we got, we'd do it again that way. No, no. Ask the Lord. Do you remember a key to David's success, King David's success? Ever so often it would say, he inquired of the Lord. He inquired of the, what does that mean? He asked the Lord. And some of those things he had done hundreds of times, and yet when it come time to do it again, he wouldn't just assume he wouldn't just presume, well, we'll just do it the same way. No, no. Today's a new day. There's a lot you don't know. Ask. Everybody say ask. 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 You, you have not because you ask not. And that includes vital direction for every day. Um, my wife Phyllis and I, we talk about this all the time. 
uh, one of the most important things we have ever learned in life is this relying on the Holy Spirit, looking to Him every moment. I mean, what do I preach to you today? <laughs> right? I, I got notes. Uh, I've been doing this a while, but every time it's time to do it, I don't know. And enough myself, if I try to just figure it all out and just plan it all out myself, it'll be dry. It'll be dead. There won't be life in it. But every day's a new day. Do I know who's joining us in the class? You that are joining us and everything that's going on in your life? No, I couldn't possibly know. So how could I say something relevant to everybody everywhere today? I couldn't. I couldn't. I can of my own self do nothing. Right? The servant's not above his master. But I got the same spirit. Hallelujah. The same Holy Spirit that helped Jesus is helping me and helping you if I look to him. Now, I can ignore him. I can do my own thing. I can think, I got this. I don't need to ask. I don't need any help. And I can prove how wrong I am every day by failure after failure. But if I will look to him and ask, and you don't have to even say a bunch of things out loud. You can just pause and inside yourself you're checking. Show me how to do this, Lord. Okay, what, what now? Don't assume. Not only do you need to know what, you need to know how. <laughs> right? You need to know when. You need to know with whom. Right? You, you, you don't fill in the blanks. Don't just say, well, I got this. I, I, can, I can figure out the rest. You can, and you can mess it up. <laughs> Somebody say, I need him every moment of every day. And thank God, I have him every moment of every day, and in all my ways, I acknowledge Him. Morning, noon, night, everywhere, in every situation. And He directs my paths. He guides me. He shows me what to do. He leads me, and I follow Him. I'm his sheep, and I know his voice. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And uh, that's what the scripture says when it talks about faith without an action is dead. Okay, but what action do I do today for this? He'll show you. He'll show you. I mean, he, he never sleeps. He's working while you sleep. <laughs> and then when you wake up in the morning, you ought to start. I mean, he'll show you how to comb your hair. He'll show you how to get to work. He'll, he'll show you everything because he knows everything. More out of time. Said out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith giving glory to God. And I'm strong in faith that He leads me. He guides me. Come back tomorrow. We haven't finished with this. There's more to see. We'll see you again soon, right here in Faith School. I've got no-
Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.